You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Simulcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio Dish Network on the television side. For the next couple hours, we're going to spend some time getting you ready for Week 16, your Fantasy Football Championship. I want to look at some of the bad teams in the NFL this year, too. We're going to put on our general manager caps see how we can fix them and see what kind of fantasy assets we can have for them moving forward. Look at some off-season scenarios, start to get ready to talk about that stuff. Obviously, we got a fresh link out, so we'll look at that. No Thursday night football tonight to worry about. Do have two games on Saturday. One of them, nobody is going to watch. It's probably going to do a zero in the ratings. And um, so we got that covered coming up for the next two hours. So that will be a ton of fun. All-in kid, Jake Seeley. I you remember we were talking the other day about looking forward to, like, what am I going to do? In the in the off season, the football off season, watch more basketball seemed to be one of the things I looked was specifically looking forward to watching North Carolina Tar Heel basketball last night. And I said, No, I'm not going to watch that game against Wofford. Jake, they lost to Wofford. <laughs> How does that happen, Jake? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it either. Yeah, I, also, I have no idea. I just saw the shooting percentage was abysmal. So maybe yeah, it's off night. Roy Williams out coached again, but that's not what we're here to talk about today, Matt yeah, Medica. <laughs> yeah. They got what whooped. Huh? They got whooped, right? They lost 79 75, but Roy Williams gets out coached a lot, but that's not what we're here for today. They were, fa- they were favored by like 20. That's the bigger deal. <laughs> <laughs> they pretty much got whooped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, more or less when you look at that, when you look at it that way. What's good with you, Matt? What's going on? How you feeling today, brother? You're getting closer and closer to the big weekend coming up. We got three day, a three day championship. It's like a golf sweat. It's like a yeah. DFS golf sweat. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Same type of, same type of deal. Yeah, the, you know, fantasy gods are frowning on me with Greg Zerline going to the IR. That's tough. Uh, zero money, zero kicker on my bench. So I'm taking a zero with Greg Zerline in the Staten Island League. That's a, that's a situation that a lot of people might have this week, Jake. Uh, if your waiver wire is not open throughout the course of the playoffs and you went into the league, you went to the playoffs with only one kicker. Even though, Matt, you, you were sitting right here. We warned about picking up two I, of everything. I do it in the NFFC. We just didn't do it in the Staten Island League for some reason. I don't know why. But hey, Greg, hey, Jake, Greg Zerline, I think Greg said 30% of the teams on ESPN that are in the final have Greg Zerline as their kicker. And most ESPN leagues, you can go pick up another kicker. But, man, if you can't, that's a rough break right there going into your championship with no kicker. You're behind the eight ball. Maybe playing in leagues with no kickers. There you go. Let's say how many times I have to say it. Don't play yeah, with kickers. No, but the, the, the smart thing. The smart, th- yeah, we know we don't we don't agree. It's fine, oh, but the fact is is if you look at it, you know this is part of the reason why I think you should be allowed to make waivers throughout the entire playoffs. I get what you're saying, and you know what's funny about that. I didn't hear the news till this morning. And I got a funny story too about it because as soon as I heard the news, I got a text message, and I'll break it down and explain it to y'all a little bit later on. So, um, the first thing I did, I said, "Oh my God, Greg Zerline's out." <laughs> I got Greg Zerline everywhere, and I went and I checked the flex. And I was like, bam, yes, don't got to worry about kickers in the flex. I'm not a kicker guy. I think kickers should be limited from fantasy football, too, or make it a part of the DST. I'm, I'm down with part of the DST, but they are a part of football. So I get it. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not that because of that, because what if you have the Rams defense? 
Now you don't have a kicker with your defense. Oh, yeah. It's the sure same thing. Sure. Same thing. All right, when we come back on the other side, I'll break it down, my Greg Zerline story that took place after I find out the news via text message. And I want to get your opinion on this thing right here, too, and then we'll talk some football. It's Fancy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Thursday, FNTSY Radio. So, the Greg Zerline thing, it's kind of funny. It's Antonio Brown right here. We got a Antonio Brown Funko. Put a bandage on his leg. When we go to the goon hour, I'll lift him up to YouTube. And oh, he, look, he fell down. He's, he's, he can't, he can't, he can't, put, any weight he can't put any weight on it right now. We need somebody that we need to prop him up against two other players. So, earlier part of the season, um, and I have another question I want to ask the audience today, too. I need some more help. This is the help Corey portion of the season. So, uh, you know, I have two children. I have a son and a daughter. They each have their own mama. It's the thing. Don't, don't judge me. It's not what we're here for today. You feel what I'm saying? I help y'all win championships. Don't come for me. So, um, my daughter, the younger child, her mom, I'm talking to her over one day during the season. It was like one Friday or Saturday. And as we're having this conversation, towards the end of the conversation, you know, we're doing the co-parenting thing. Towards the end of the conversation, she says to me, if somebody needed to pick up a kicker this week, who should they pick up? And I was like, excuse me? She was like, let's just say somebody needed to pick up a kicker this week, who should they pick up? I was like, you despise fantasy football. This is one of the reasons why I'm in New York and you're where you're at. You have said on many different occasions how much you hate fantasy football so I'm like I'm, you're not in the league she's like of course I'm not in the league so I'm saying so I say to her well, why do you have a question about what kicker to pick up so she goes this is my friend's first year playing fantasy football and he, you know he knows whatever and it was like so I, he said can you can I ask what kicker should he pick up and play this week so at first I was kind of taken back, you know what I'm saying? But one thing about the fantasy executive, I'm not a hater. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not a hater. I'm a congratulator. So I said, you know what? Go pick up Greg Zerlon. <laughs> <laughs> so pick, I guess the homeboy picked up Greg Zerlon, whatever the case may be. So this morning, Matt, after I heard the news that Greg Zerlon hit the injured reserve, downstairs taking my break while y'all up here talking baseball, I get a text message. Text message says, what kicker can be picked up to replace Greg Zerline? So I said, you know what? Mike Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> it's keep coming. Yeah, yeah. So I said, go pick up, tell him to go pick up Mike Nugent. Hopefully the young man goes and picks up Mike Nugent and gets a zero in his kicker spot. Don't come for the fantasy executive access for kicker advice. 
Matt, well, did I do the right thing or was that a hater move right there? No, nah, you know what? From what I'm speculating on, it was the right move. And <laughs> if, you, if you do want advice, the king himself has put out some advice on Twitter. Okay. So I think he has a couple of good options for uh, people. At Scotty RotoX on Twitter. Jake, I want to start right here this morning. Was that a hater move, me telling the young man to pick up Mike, to pass along the message to pick up Mike Nugent, somebody who's not on the roster? Uh, I guess, well, for the fact that he's not on the roster, it's, it, uh, that's news to me because I don't pay attention to kickers. So I don't know if he was or not. <laughs> yes. I literally didn't. I, I don't care. I literally did not know if he was kicking for a terrible team and that's why you were doing it or he wasn't on the roster. I was waiting to find out. I'm glad you told me. Either way, if it was a terrible team or he's not on the roster, I think it's actually kind of funny. Yeah, I think it is kind of funny, too. I like I, that's, it. I told him we go pick up somebody. The Cowboys cut him after Dan barely came back. Don Burns, can you can you put your headphones on and, and come on the on air side, That's Don actually Burns. my what I, I'll, I'll do if anybody asks me a kicker question. Oh, question. Uh, I'll, do, I'll do that. Usually I just respond with I literally don't do kicker questions. I don't know how anybody doesn't realize this at this point, but that, that'll that be my new response. Go pick up the next news. <laughs> there you go right there. Don Burns, was that a hater move, passing along the message to pick up an inactive kicker, or was that like the G thing to do? No, you gave a, a legitimate answer the first time. The second time, I won't be uh, yeah. as nice. There you go right there. The second time, not as nice. And then I'm trying to figure out, if this is dude first year playing, how the hell is he in the championship? You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, He's probably yeah. listening and watching the fantasy football frenzy. Don Burns is the body snatcher, so he might just snatch, yes. he might just snatch him up. Yeah, son is <laughs> watching. Don, what? Yeah. So if he if he if you're listening right now, young man, um, go pick up Mike Nugent. <laughs> that thing you said about him not being on the roster is not true at all, so... There you go right there. Jake, your New York Giants are interviewing uh, Lou Riddick for the general manager. Please. Please ha- let that happen. I was going to ask you, what do you think? I've talked to a couple Giants fans about it. A lot of them like it. A lot of them say, well, they really don't want nobody that's in the media. Because like, they're like that media is like yeah. a stigmatism, that celebrity if type general if manager. If you've ever watched him, you know he knows what the hell's going on. I, 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 if you're, put it this way. I think that the connection with the Patriots and the McDaniels and stealing both of those guys would be a terrific move. But if that doesn't happen, and apparently there was a, there's no problem with McDaniels coming with Lou Riddick. So oh. if, that's the ro- if that's the road that they're going to go down, if it's not going to be both Patriots, and you know, McDaniels doesn't have – I'm not a huge McDaniels guy. Like, I don't need McDaniels. Yeah. But if they're, if they're not going to get that duo, and their next option I want is Lou Riddick. I just – I don't want – who's in-house right now. I don't want any of these interim guys. I definitely don't want Gettleman. I don't understand why. He, I understand People that he has the him. history with their course. Well, understandably, look what would happen with the Panthers. Why wouldn't you want to get why, – why would you want to bring him in? This is almost yep. like a Jeff Fisher retreaded head coach. So, Did, And the biggest problem with Gettleman is the fact that they're tying him to Mike Smith as the head coach. Ooh. ooh. Yeah, that's just like we're going to be right back in this boat in three years if you do that. Remember, remember in the offseason, Matt, uh, D'Angelo Williams talked about Gettleman. Steve Smith talked about Gettleman. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get the Olsen contract done until they fired Gettleman. When they fired Gettleman, all the F, all, everybody that's ever played for him was like, hooray, on Twitter. It was like the best thing ever when Gettleman got canned. Nobody likes that dude, so I agree. You don't want him in the situation, but you familiar, you don't really watch much ESPN. Are you familiar with Lewis Riddick's work? He's a good ex and old. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, sounds, uh, he sounds like, you know, like Jake said, if you listen to him. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I personally hope it's Gettleman and, like, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> I'm not a Giant fan. And, I agree. You know. Mike Nugent. <laughs> yeah, sign Mike Nugent. So, they bring in a new system, a new scheme. Everything will be changed. 
with past Tom Coughlin and McAdoo in that era could very well be past the Eli Manning era. Jake, that leads me to my next question. When you look ahead for 2018 and you try to project, it's a whole new system. I understand Odell Beckham is probably one of the three or four top most talented players in the NFL. Injury situation this year, but for the most part, you would say he goes right back into the top five to eight fantasy football draft picks. Would you worry about a new system, his first time learning a new system, a new quarterback possibly? Would something like would these type of things make you say, okay, maybe Odell is a guy more towards the back of the first round because it's an unknown? Or do you think he's the most talented guy? They gotta run the offense through him anyway, draft him as such. I'm not worried about the offensive changes. I'm worried about who's that quarterback. And yeah. let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins. Everybody said it couldn't be worse, couldn't be bad, and then Brock Osweiler destroyed the guy. And then you look at the fact that he can do okay with Tom Savage, and he can do okay with T.J. Yates. So that's why he would be back. You guys just look at DeAndre Hopkins and put that on Odell Beckham. So that's why, yes, the end of the first round, he would be at the turn for me, assuming that this organization moves on from Eli Manning. I mean, now there's talk about whether or not they bring back Eli Manning for the final year, and then they still continue to look at the quarterback after next year. So if Eli Manning is back, even with a new offense, I think that you would consider Odell Beckham higher inside the top five wide receivers. But if they have a complete sweeping change because you don't know how bad the quarterback could be for the receiver, I think he's at the back end of the first round. What do you think, Matt Matika? You know, you know how we, we, we're going to hear mm-hmm. in the next couple of months when we get past the combine and Black Monday, Black, Black Monday and, you know, and they, people start making their highs and stuff, we're going to hear a lot of new offensive coordinators say, we're going to keep what worked last year. We're going to keep giving him the same thing. May change it a little bit. But if I have to host Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever next hour, I'm going to do it different than Mr. Sussman does it. You feel what I'm saying? So that narrative. You want me saying do, do, Now I won't be up here like do, 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 do. It's not going to happen. It's going to be something a little bit different. I'm not going to change the whole dynamic of the show. We're still going to talk fantasy football. But. It's going to be done more my style. Now that's not to say nothing's wrong with Mr. Sussman's style. He does an excellent job. But excellent job. what I'm trying to, what the point I'm trying to make is, the new people are going to run a new scheme. Do you worry about a player like a Beckham evolving into that new system? Well, I feel like I'm spoiling it for the frenzy uh, Christmas spectacular. Uh oh. But uh, look, I think Odell. I we've we've kind of harped on this. You made an excellent point, like with the first year stuff. I'm going to think the talent was out. My main concern is going to be who is the quarterback. I think regardless, unless it's like somebody, unless it was like Davis Webb, then that would be like the main concern there. Otherwise, he's a first-round pick for me, uh, probably higher than the back end. I know everybody's going to be running running crazy for the running back position, but I think that might open up some opportunities. I mean, my for Beckham, he gets cleared, fully healthy. The ankle's no longer an issue. I want to own him next year. I, I wanted to own him this year. I'm happy I diversified, even though Julio's been disappointed. All right. Next team up. <coughs> Jake, you think, that you think uh, I'm not sure his contract situation. You might know more than me. I think he may have gotten an extension. I think he might be a lame duck. I'm not sure. Do you, do you think Jim Caldwell is on the hot seat? No, I th- I'm pretty sure. I thought he got a contract extension this year. Yeah, he got an extension. He got an extension? I don't know if it was a year or so, but he did get an ex- at least an extra year. All right, so he's not a lame duck. All right, so here you go. We got that out the way right there. I do want to talk about what could possibly happen in the offseason in D.C. Plus, I want to look at what we're going to do next year with Gucci yeah, Garoppolo. Sign him in September. It got a new one in September. All right, so cool. Fancy Football Friends with FNTSY Radio. 
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Thursday FNTSY Radio. Mrs. I got a text message uh, saying that uh, Jim Caldwell definitely is on the hot seat. He got a, a one-year extension, so he wouldn't be a lame duck. But Caldwell is a guy that you look for on the hot seat. Not on a real big top three-round fancy talent on the team. Amir Abdullah, though, never, never, ever, ever, ever again am I picking him. If you have a sit-start question about Amir Abdullah, nothing. I am done discussing Amir Abdullah. He Amir Abdullah or Mike Nugent? Mike Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> At running back. He is no longer on my fantasy radar, Matt. I am through. I am past. I will never again have anything to do with Amir Abdullah. It's he would, over. He would bleep up a wet dream. There you go right there. Is he even... Does he even get a, another contract, Jake? Amir Abdullah, he's got to become up on the end of his rookie deal. This guy stinks. He's nothing for fantasy, and he can't do nothing for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, but somebody will give him opportunity as a backup, and it's not going to be anything that we're worried about for fantasy, though. Yeah, that's true, too. Son of a gun. You feel what I'm saying, Matt? I hear you. He's just depressing Theoretic. I thought Theoretic wouldn't even be playing this week, and now he's probably going to play. And I might have to play him if Hogan don't play, so I don't know what to do. Well, where's, where's Theo Riddick? Let me check the link and see where Theo Riddick is ranked, is ranked at this week. Because I'm trying to... Th- no, I haven't updated yet. Okay. I haven't updated for... Th- Theo Riddick's not even in there. Okay, so cool. This is, this is going down the whole route of Kyle Rudolph. Like oh. at the beginning of the week. Yeah, all the beginning of the week on Monday, it was like the Lions don't expect him to play. It's the same wrist that he hurt last year and he broke and everything like that. And there's no way. And all of a sudden, pops up full practice on Wednesday. So, <laughs> there you go. I mean, he'd be a nice option if there was if if uh, Abdullah was inactive. Who? Um, Riddick. Oh yeah, yeah, no I doubt mean, about it. Especially against yeah. this uh, Bengals defense, which is you know, which at one point was a pretty good defense, but you know they don't have uh, they're missing key uh, players. They're missing Wild Man Perfect. <laughs> wild Man Perfect. But you're going out a night with him and uh, Dante Fowler. Oh man, <laughs> I think Perfect might have uh, a. Um, I hope it's not true. You know, I'm not going to say that because I don't know that to be a fact, so I'm not going to put that on the young man. Golden Tate this season. Golden Tate's a guy that I was drafting in the third round of drafts. Golden Tate, PPR stud, 90-100 catch guy, just about every season. You could count on one Mr. Golden Tate. He has 82 receptions on the season, season, 885 yards, four touchdowns. I'm going to walk away from this season, Jake, feeling like Golden Tate let me down. The numbers look good. He's averaging 13 points per game in the PPR. <laughs> Excuse me. 82 receptions over the course of the 17 game, se- 17 game season. He'll probably end up with over 90 catches. Fantasy owners will probably go back in that third, fourth round range, maybe that three, four turn. 
I'm not satisfied with Golden Tate this year. Am I wrong? Am, am, am I am I being too hard on Mr. Tate? No, as people are starting to realize what Golden Tate is. Golden Tate's on pace for exactly what he did last year. Almost the exact same thing. But the problem is people don't realize, similar to Amari Cooper, they don't realize his inconsistency. And and PPR, you get a better floor. It's not quite as bad, but non-PPR especially, exceptionally inconsistent. He's on long lines, the Tyree Kills of the world. Like Tyree Kill, just as up and down as him. T.Y. Hilton this year, but T.Y. Hilton's been fine in the past. But yeah. it's the Tyree Kills, the Amari Cooper, it's the Golden Tate. In non-PPR, it's a killer. In PPR, it's a little bit better. But if you still look in PPR, there's a lot of five, four, six-point games mixed in there as well. He's Golden Tate. This is what people need to realize is Golden Tate, about half the season, you're going to get that PPR 1-2 that you want. The other half of the season, you're going to be what you just said. You're going to be frustrated. What's frustrating? Some frustrating weeks, Matt Madiga. I'm going to find a team where I have them, and I'm going to tell you how, what I did on, on draft day. Yeah, no, uh... If uh, I could steal your line, my partner in the Staten Island League has called him everything but a child of God. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. That's not nice when you do that. Because you hurt people's feelings when you call him everything but a child of God. So, I took Golden Tate in round four of a draft. Wide receivers I left on the board. Let me see, because the draft go this way, this way, this way, this way. All right, you would think I've done this enough to know which way the draft board go. I left Crabtree on the board. I don't think that was too egregious. Martavis Bryant on the board. That was the right call. I left Larry Fitzgerald on the board. I left Stephon Diggs on the board. It's pretty pretty silly Diggs of me. Okay. Huh? I would have gone, gone Crabtree and Fitzgerald, but Diggs is okay. Diggs, you know, now it is. At the beginning of the season, you'd be like, oh, my God, I made a huge, this huge mistake. But Diggs at this point has been very similar to Tate. Yeah, Diggs, ever since he suffered that injury. Was it the injury yeah. or was it Sam Bradford, not having Sam Bradford? I think Bradford was a, was a difference, but not being on the field for those weeks. Yeah. And it usually takes him a little time when he does come back to get up to par. And just the relationship that Keenum and Thielen had and Thielen being out of the slot, it was, you know. Yeah. The, the problem is with Diggs, right, Diggs is always going to be banged up. His entire NFL career, he's going to struggle with injuries. You are right, but I think he does. He is one of the more talented receivers in the He NFL. has an Antonio Brown skill set. I just don't think, Jake, you ever get to a point where you see 16 games out of one Mr. Stephon Diggs. I'm obviously, hindsight being 20-20, somebody like Larry Fitzgerald would have been a better pick. But for, for me, Diggs is like, if he's going to go in the fourth, fifth round next year or something, whatever, I'm just going to top my head. But it's kind of like if he does play that full season or close to it, he can just put up huge numbers. And if he has... If he plays that full season, he can put up the numbers Adam Thielen put up this year. I, I think he, he could be a top three receiver, in my opinion. Oh, wow, top three. That's real big, uh, real big time I mean, right we, there. We saw what he could do early on in the year. He has an Antonio Brown skill set. He's when a baller. When he was 100%, the problem is, can you do it? It's kind of like a, a Mike Stanton. At the right price, mm-hmm. if you get him depressed enough... Look, it's uh, that's the hundred percentile that, yeah. that you're shooting for. But even without that, I still think he could be. He could outbeat. I think he'll out, he'll out earn his draft spot next year. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. I'm a little uh, banged up, but I'm here for you. Uh, Jake, you said out, out, uh, Matt says he can out earn a draft spot. Definitely, if he plays 16 games. 
I look at how frail he is, though, Jake. I don't think I, I don't know if six, if, if a sixteen game season is ever really going to be in the cards for Mister One for one Mister Stephon Diggs. He's a diminutive fella, a littler guy. We love the talent and the skill set, and now the offense, an offense that's more than likely going to be quarterbacked by Teddy Bridgewater next year too. That's something that we have to take into consideration, also, correct? Well, the other, well, not even just that, as well as the fact that the emergence of Adam Thielen. So going mm. into this season is something that I said last year for Stefan Diggs, and I reiterated again this year, and this is why I don't own Stefan Diggs anywhere. And obviously at the beginning of the season with Sam Bradford, it looked like it was completely wrong. And I think the biggest factor here is the Sam Bradford, what Matt was saying. He didn't have that time developing with Case Keenum because he was missing the time, and Adam Thielen stepped up. But also it's the fact that Stefan Diggs needs to be in the slot. Similarly, Adam Thielen, they both need to be in the slot. They're both better in the slot. We've seen that. We've seen that since Adam Thielen's been kicked outside by Jarius Wright. His numbers have gone down a little bit, not egregiously, but Stefan Diggs is just not equipped to be on the outside, and I kept comparing it last year and the beginning of the season to Randall Cobb. Because Randall Cobb, when he was asked to be the number one before we had the emergence of Devontae Adams, when he was asked to be the number one when Jordy Nelson first got hurt a couple of years ago, he didn't succeed at all. He failed multiple times. It looked like he was trying to play over his head. That's the thing with Stefan Diggs. It's not a knock on him as saying he's not a good wide receiver. It's the same as it wasn't a knock on Randall Cobb, is they do what they do terrifically. They're some of the best at doing what they do. It's just when you ask him to play outside and run more of the deeper routes and run more of the ins and you know streaks and stuff like that, is that they're just not equipped for that. So if they could get Stefan Diggs back into his role, let Adam Thielen continue to develop, push him outside, and hopefully he can succeed and get Diggs back into that slot some more last year, then yes, I definitely would be more on board with him. And obviously for the fact that you said if you can play 16 games. Here's the thing with Teddy Bridgewater. Is he under contract after this year? Isn't that one of the reasons they wanted to see what they had? His rookie season was. You know, he might be on the, you're right. He might be at the end of his rookie year. I, I think they want, that was one of the reasons why they were kind of pushing to get him involved, which turned out to be the best move, not putting him in the lineup. I'm not saying he doesn't have a future and stuff. Yeah. But I, I think that was one of the reasons they did want to get a look at him because they're going to have to make a decision now come end of the year. I think they want to keep Bridgewater. Oh, I think they want to keep him, yeah. but... I mean, what is that? What is that cost going to be? How much are you going to pay this guy? This is second. Keep him as with no backup plan. Oh yeah, they definitely got to have a backup plan because dude had his like his leg reconstructed. Hell of a story. I think he has a long way to go. So um, for, for for Teddy Bridgewater, going to be interesting to see how that situation plays out over the course of the offseason with Bridgewater. The Vikings obviously they put Dalvin Cook back into that offense next year, and they get that situation and pieces rolling like that. I'm looking. They got at, the they got that fifth year option if they want. By the way, Matt. On Bridgewater? Yeah. I think they, this is his fourth year. They got that fifth-year option of what they, they'll they probably try to lock him in using that rookie fifth-year option. That's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. So he's, on, he's working on that rookie deal. And you, that makes sense, Matt. That's why they wanted to get him back out there on the field to see what they got before they pick up that Look, option. Look, I, I, I would want to see him coming in, give him a fresh offseason, give him the camp and everything. Yeah. Matt, you, you said something interesting doing the Roto Experts about – Moving forward in 2018 and when you draft wide receivers, trying to draft slot receivers, you can go ahead and break that down. That, 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 that was very poignant. Well, I think if you play in the PPR and the ultimate goal is to get as many receptions. Look, touchdowns are always going to be king, but you want to get as many receptions as possible. And That's you why look I at, drafted Golden Tate in the third round. Yeah, and you look at the guys in, in, in the slot and how many receptions they get. They're not facing usually the number one cornerback 
for most cases, is not going to follow them and cover them in the slot. So that's another thing there. I agree with Jake said about Diggs. I would love for Diggs to move back into the slot. I mean, look, Thielen's killed it in the slot. Bodied it. But I think Thielen is more like what I thought maybe coming into you as like a poor man's Jordy. Yeah. And now Jordy's a poor man's Thielen. So, like, those reverse. But for, for, for those reasons, I want the receptions. I want that I don't have to worry about the cornerback matchup most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to be heavily targeting, especially if you go running back heavy. 844-843-6879, telephone number to dial. Don Burns, go up there, open up the telephone lines. I want to get uh, the all-in kid's opinion on that slot receiver talk that Matt just broke down just now. See what he thinks about that strategy if you're drafting in the PPR for next season and moving forward. Also, I want to talk about little play NFL playoff fantasy leagues. See if you guys get into that. But most importantly, telephone lines open for the first time. 844-843-6879 on a TI Tuesday. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Thank you, Don Burns. I was I was just going to come in and say, it's not Ti Tuesday, it's Ti Thursday. We're not moving backwards throughout the week. We're not working backwards to Sunday. We're working forwards to Sunday. Our three day championship sweat starts Saturday. Don Burns is like a drill sergeant. Yeah, no, he really is. Starts Saturday, then you get the full slate on Sunday, and then you got two to clean it up on Monday night, and then you can crown your championships. Shout out to my man on Twitter. Um, what's his name? Let me find his name right quick. Cause he gave, he told me I did the right thing by telling old boy um, <laughs> to pick up uh, Nugent, Aaron, Aaron Keir on Twitter. Shout out to you because you're comfortable. I'm you comfortable enough to send word to ask me who to pick up. I almost cussed just now. Excuse me, F O H, dude, whatever your name is. I'm not going that route. I've been like my PayPal is. Eight four four eight four. I sent him in the YouTube chat. Let the goons get a hold of him. You feel what I'm saying? He went. He came back after that. All in, kid. Jake Seeley drafting slot receivers in point per reception leagues. What do you think about that theory just now? That's fine. You got to find the right offense though, that can support multiple wide receivers. That's the biggest issue. Is that you know, the thing is, is you want somebody, somebody you could, could talk about the Vikings. You want somebody or Sterling Shepard for the Giants. Somebody that is in the slot, but also can work outside to make sure that they're on the field for enough snaps. So you got to look at snap percentages because that's the biggest thing. If you have somebody who's purely slot only on the field for 40, 50% of the snaps, that's going to be tough to rely on even in PPR just because the volume is not going to always going to be there. But if you can get somebody who's playing 70% and sees some outside work or sees some work in two wide receiver sets depending on the matchup, then, yes, that's a that's a great strategy for PPR. I think so, too. we got to figure out who these slot wide receivers are going to be. That's a, that's a, that's a thing for next year, though. two examples. 
And you gave me was thirty two teams. <laughs> I mean, we can't. Well, you can't well, roster. That, that's what I'm saying. You're not going to find. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, wait, you're not going to find them on all thirty two teams. You might not even find them on half the teams. I know that's the crazy well, part. I right mean, there. it's guys like Jamison Crowder. Oh, well, yeah. We were so like high on him. But see, JC not going to have. JC could not have Kirk Cousins next year. JC could have Colt McCoy, yeah. which oh, would exactly. be a good thing too. Yeah. You, 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 Colt McCoy is, is amazing. I actually want to see him quarterback. No, I'm telling you, let Colt McCoy because I, I want this to play out. Give Colt McCoy if a you're shot. You're so confident. If you're so confident, put him on the Cowboys as a backup. <laughs> as, a, as a backup. As a backup. Hey, that's good. that's an interesting thing. How we look at Dak next year. We can talk about that now or on the Christmas. Spectacular, but um, I think Dak. He, he, wow, that's interesting. Because you get a full season of Zeke, he's clearly a better quarterback with Ezekiel Elliott in the lineup. As long as Ezekiel Elliott is out there, I, would I worry Prior about to the suspension? We had him Did like you see the numbers in. I put out. No, nah, oh, you... what on the on the Rotoviz? Yeah. Yeah, Rotovis does an excellent job with the splits. With or without Ezekiel, it's it's not only it's Dak and Dez, a dramatic split for so by Dak, Dak actually averages thirteen point seven for a game without him, twenty four point two with Zeke. That's on the crazy. Field, completes five more passes per game, gets a touchdown, almost yeah, a full touchdown boost per game passing. Mind you, this is with Zeke on the field. The yards per game is up sixty five with and without Zeke. And the funny thing is. As if spills over to Dez. Dez goes from 6.4 to 9.8, an extra reception per game, twice as many touchdowns over a season, two more targets per game, twenty-four or 17 more yards per game. Everything boosts up when Zeke's on the field. Do you think he's a top – he's got to be a top seven guy next year, full season of Zeke Elliott. I don't know if we break that down. Look, I, I, I don't know if he's going to go top seven, though. I think he's going to be like that borderline 10 to be that 10-12. All right, so let's go. So yeah, we let's, go – Let's do it. I mean – All right, so uh, – Rogers Wilson. Rogers Wilson. Uh, Wentz is going to be up there. People are going to be all in on Carson Wentz next year. Okay. Deshaun still, Watson. Deshaun Watson. Tom Brady, still going to be a guy. That's five. Look at how old he is. Uh, Cam Newton, you, I don't see how you don't he's take Cam Newton. Okay. Who's who? You, you you say Cam? You say Cam will go in front of him, uh, Jake? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, Kirk Cousins, depending Kirk upon Cousins. you know, he, Kirk Cousins would be in a new spot. I'm still, still probably still. I'm still. Drew Brees. You, you never know where he's going to be at. Ah, Drew Brees. That team. Let's still take him. Okay. So about that? That's seven, eight. eight that's eight. Gucci, yeah. Gucci Garoppolo. Gucci Garoppolo. <laughs> uh, I'm not even joking. No, it's true. Uh, you, you hear people talking about him? Yeah. It is like, he's like the Jesus Christ on the West Coast. Right yes, now. No, Gucci, I got to tell you, if he throws for, I told you this yesterday, if he throws for close to 300 yards, it doesn't even have to be multiple touchdowns. If he comes out and throws 280 and one touchdown against the Jaguars, if people are going to go bananas. Gucci Garoppolo will go over Drew Brees and Cam Newton if you he, if if, he do that. If you hear how 49ers fans speak of him right now, yeah. it, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's cool. Look, I'm happy for them. Of course, look, I am desperately Better dying for a franchise too. quarterback. And when you watch this guy play the way he's looked, like you watch that last drive, I don't, like the Titans defense and all, whatever, I don't care. But it was so impressive, and what was really impressive was they needed the field goal to win, and he still took the shot in the end zone. And he threw the ball where only his guy had an opportunity to catch it. It wasn't going to get picked off or anything like that. All right, so Gucci Garoppolo or Dak Prescott? <sighs> it depends I, I, on what the yeah, I, I need to mold that one. Yeah, they need. That's, but Gucci's coming. Gucci, you know. <laughs> Especially if they get Josh Gordon. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, they get Josh Gordon. I, and I told you, Ben Roethlisberger, as much as I don't like him, he's going to go in front of Dak Prescott because people always draft him in front of Dak Prescott. And then, the, hey, 
Jared Goff might even go in front of him. What about Matt Ryan? I, I would take Matt. Dak ahead of jo- uh, Goff. Okay, what about Matt Ryan? No, I'll take Dak uh, for the upside. Uh, what did you say, Jake? I said no on both. Okay. He said no on Matt Ryan. You said yes on Matt Ryan. No, no, no. I'm, You're saying Dak over Ryan. I'm gonna. And I'm I was saying I was saying no. I was agreeing with Matt on Jared Goff too. I was throwing Jared Goff's name out there, but I would agree. Okay. I would take Dak over both. And who, who else are we leaving out? What about Jameis? What, what, well, hold on, wait. Jameis and Dak. Right, right, quick back, right quick back to Matt Ryan, though. Matt Ryan in the second year of the system is a thing. That's a thing. But you he know thrives he's in the second year. But he's going to be so depressed. Dak Prescott gonna, runs. Oh, that's true, too. Dak Prescott does run. He's going to be so depressed. He is. You can, get, I, you I can buy him I think the guy cheap. you're going to decide upon is Dak or Jameis. Well, he's going to be depressed. I think you got to put Dak over Jameis easily. I would. I'd be honest with you. I would. I know. Think, I think he was doing that to troll you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I honestly want to go back in on Jameis next year. I, but you, like you said, the price would be depressed. I was thinking more. Okay, where does Andrew Luck fit into this? He will more than likely be in a new system too. Is he for the, be healthy for the first time in his career? If he's, I don't care if it's a new system. If he's healthy, I'll get back up more. But he has to prove that. Like we have to see him healthy. If he has another surgery. I think he is going to have another surgery in the offseason, too. That's what Dr. A told us. I mean, is he ever coming back to America? <laughs> Captain Andrew Luck is invading Europe. If <laughs> we need Andrew Luck back on the homeland, you know what I'm saying? I'd tell, I'd tell our little boyfriend to go pick up Andrew Luck and play him this week. <laughs> he got so much damn questions. 844-843-6879. Telephone number to get involved. Don Burns, we got anybody on the telephones, my man? All right, so we got Don Burns getting ready to get y'all in there, rocking and rolling for this thing. Oh, it was something else that took place in the NFL yesterday that I wanted to speak to you gentlemen about. It skips my mind right now, so I got to do a better job with that. But since I'm here looking at this draft board from earlier, this must have been a real early draft that I did. I got Kareem Hunt in the eighth round of this draft. It makes no sense for me to have an eighth round Kareem Hunt on this team and this team not have won the championship in this league. So I'm trying to figure out where did I go wrong. I made a couple of bad turns, to be honest with you. My first pick in this draft was Ezekiel Elliott. I took him at 1-4. One, at one Obviously, you take that gamble with that six-game suspension. In round two, I took Doug Baldwin, who's been a dog the past month. In round three, I took Isaiah Crowell. We don't start it, y'all. Four, I went Tate. Five, I went Crowder. This team turned out terrible. Well, Crowder was the first half of the season. Was a disaster. He, you know, he basically wasn't there for the first five weeks. He didn't do anything. I'm surprised his team made, the play, made it this far. But you know what's interesting? And all that kind of, I all, held on to Dante Foreman in the whole damn year. I held on to Vontae Booker the whole damn year, too. But you know what's interesting? Uh, just to backtrack for a second. All those names you mentioned, we never mentioned Matthew Stafford. We never mentioned Phillip Rivers. Yikes. Dak Prescott's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. Stafford's, Stafford's in the court conversation. I want to go with Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is too – he stinks on the road inside that division. He's too matchup dependent. Phil Rivers? Yeah, and I'm a, I like Phillip Rivers. One I was one guys. of the people that yeah. campaigned to keep him for the second half of the season, but that was because of the matchups. He's so matchup dependent. 844-843-6879. Mike is in Michigan. What up, Mike? Hey, guys. What's up? Chilling. Hey, I got a quick lineup question. I got to start one of the D3. Um, I got Rivers, Case Keenum, and Nick Foles. I also have Keenan with uh, Keenum and Gordon with Rivers, if that helps influence your decision at all. Thielen, Thielen with Keenum, Gordon with Rip, oh Melvin Gordon. Uh, yeah. I'm still going. I'm, I'm going to go Nick Foles, Saint Nick. I'm going Saint Nick, baby. I'll go with the little Saint Nick too. 
We gonna sweep it all in, kids. Saint Nick. You should know that. You know, Matt brought it up where I have him ranked yesterday. Fourth. He's in my top five. Yep, he's inside the top five. If you check the link, Mike, he's inside the top five. So we would all sweep it. We would go with St. Nick, put Nick Foles out there, and then you get that Monday night action too. So in this way, you get to pop a bottle right after the, the game is over. You'd be champion. I, I look, I'm playing against Case Keenum in the Staten Island League. Yeah. And I, I kind of really want to play Case Keenum in some leagues. but Yeah, you don't have one to play him in. I, ha- I have him in a couple. I think I have him starting oh, okay. in two. But I, I think he's a nice uh, – that matchup is just too good. How you feeling, Mike? You feel good about this weekend's championship matchup? Yeah, man. My team's pretty stacked. I mean, I got uh, Gordon. I got uh, McCoy and Zeke at my flex. Nice. I got uh, Thielen. I got uh, Julio Jones. I'm just – my question, I got Gronk at tight end. So I feel pretty oh, confident. good. I was just going back and forth between Foles and – Keenum, I really wasn't planning on playing Rivers. That matchup against the Jets kind of scares me. I know they're a dog team, but they do shut teams down once in a while. Was this an auction or a draft? I'm assuming it's a draft. Ten team league. Is this it's a ten team league, Mike? Yeah, it's, ten. it's still a damn. Ten no, no. Yeah, it's no, still. I'm not here. I ain't, you, you you heard me read off my team just now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I'm not here for that. I, he did a better job than I did. 10-team, 8-team league, whatever the case may be. Still got some more phone calls. Knock out on the other side. Get ready for hour number two of the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio on a T.I. Thursday. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Can I get on air, Don Burns, right quick? On air version of Don Burns. Not in my air, but the on air version of Don Burns. Don Burns. What's up, Corey? Do you think it would be. You think we, I would, you think we would get in trouble? Not we, me. <laughs> <laughs> if um, that question I asked in, in the, when I was down there on the fourth floor earlier, that question I asked you and Danny about what should I do when I take my. my uh, Post football season break, you think if we made that into a Twitter poll, we would get in? Like, I mean, we wouldn't use the same words. I wouldn't say Twitter poll, but I, you could ask that on air. That's a, it's a wholesome question. Just, I wouldn't make it a poll just because I'd have to take it down and kind of waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have to take it down? Uh, I'd probably get a call. You know how we get the calls down yeah. here. All right, so then I don't want nobody to do that. Okay, I ask when we go into the goon hour. I'll, I'll put that. I'll put that question out there. I feel like. Um, I feel like it was. All right, all right, let's get back to the phones. Dan is in Virginia. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's go to the great state of Virginia and talk to Dan. What up, Dan? Hey guys, I just want to thank you, man. I'm in the championship round of a uh, ten team standard, and uh, earlier in the year, I only found you guys uh, probably the first game. I started relying on Sealy's rankings, and uh, last week, uh, uh, just because you told me to take Hopkins, that. Uh, put me over the championship by three points 
And uh, so anyway, I know next year I'm going to subscribe to one of the paid services. But this this year, man, you guys have made it for me. Thanks a lot. So thanks, I, thanks a lot, Dan. I appreciate I have, you. Have a, yeah, I have about four or five questions for you really quick. Uh, four or five. Westbrook or Robbie Anderson? Right, Dan, you said you got four or five. This is what we got to do, Dan. Let's put you on hold because we want right. to make sure we take care of you because we got to get ready to wrap up the first hour of the program, Dan. So I'm gonna put you on hold. You got me. I'm gonna see if we can get to Jimmy right quick, and then we'll the knock. First Jim- one's Didi, easy. But go ahead. Oh, okay, so Dan, we, said, well, we got we, we got one out the way. Robbie, yeah, we, we got one, one out the way, Dan. So then you can narrow. We got three questions left. Um, so four, four uh, questions uh, left. <laughs> so John Burns, we got enough time to knock Jimmy out right quick. All right, let's, Jimmy is in Ohio. What up, Jimmy? Not much. How you guys doing? What up, Jim? Um, I just have a quick question here. Um, you start the best two uh, 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 PPR out of Landry. Uh, yes. Not Landry, I'm sorry. Uh, Martavis Bryant, uh, Devin Funches, Randall Cobb, D.D. Westbrook. Uh, D.D. Funches and Cobb. Oh, Funches and Cobb. You like Cobb this week. I would go D.D. and Funches. What about you, Matt? I'd go Funches and Bryant. Back. Who's Hearns back? back? Hearns. Oh, Alan, that's right. I forgot Alan Hearns. Tracy yeah, just told us that this morning. You go Funches and you go Funches and Bryant. Ooh, this is. A I, I want to attack the Tampa Bay secondary. I want to attack the uh, Texans secondary. All right, so there you go, right there. I would. We all three say Funches. I and and you can't because Hearns back. You can't do DD. I mean, Montavis. look, look at Jacksonville. Like, who, who do you trust in this? To be the guy, like, like Jake likes to say, buy the cake. Yeah, stop portals, portals if you can. And, yeah. but, you know, I don't. I honestly, I would be pretty much rolling dice to figure out who's going to have that game. I think I would go Cobb too because of the target share Cobb can get. I, I don't like the Packers at all, though. That's tough. I just Martavis probably just got a bad taste in my mouth. But I do think, uh, Jimmy, that all these players score in the same range, so I don't think you're going to get mixed up too much on that. What do you think? Hi, Jimmy. Trying to look the upside. What's up, Jim? I'm scheduled to uh, projected to lose by ten. Don't worry about that. So I'm trying to trying to look the upside. Don't worry about that. No, no, don't don't base what you do with your lineup based on those projections. You want to have a Merry Christmas? Play Martavis Bryant. There you go. Our number two coming up. You know what that means we go YouTube live. We bring the goons out. I got a question for the goons, and I didn't get their opinion on the situation from earlier. Also, we're still fixing teams. We want to talk about the situation in D.C. when we come back. How we look at their fantasy assets for next season. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio.